0: It is the week of weeks. The week of weeks. Are you having a holy week? I'm about to be.
1: I suppose it's the beginning. The beginning of the
0: holiest week. It is Palm Sunday today of recording, and it is Holy Thursday, this day of releasing. That's...
1: uh, My heart is kind of fluttering right now. Because this is the best week. This is the week of weeks. Oh my God! But who are we? What do we do? I'm Ashlyn. I'm Christina. And this is a place within where... This week and every week, we want to do something that actually Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI talked about in his yes. recent essay about the sexual abuse scandal. So, yeah, not what this podcast is about, but what he says. What does he say? It shook me. It it quaked me that what we want to do on this podcast is not to leave God in the background, but recognize him as the center of our thoughts, words, and actions. So yes. that was awesome. Um To feel very encouraged that like what we want to do here on this podcast, we want to do this week and every week by getting to the heart of the things that are going on in our life where we trust we're going to find Jesus, um, find his gospel, his relationship with us and his desire to live with us in his church. When we look for those things in our life, we are able to live in his church um, and, and be his disciples. And so that's what we want to do this week and every week. That was a really
0: long intro, but I was feeling it. Yeah, that was super beautiful. Um, I, Yeah, when you sent that to me, I was like, B-16, you are the man with a plan, with the words. He's a baller.
1: I was very encouraged by that letter. So if you haven't read it, um, if you're like me, the beginning of the letter is a little heady and gives a lot of context of things that I was not even aware of. Uh a little bit shocking at some points as you'd imagine a uh, a letter about that topic would necessarily be. Um, but very, very encouraging at the end. So
0: mm. I'm excited to read, read, it. read it. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh man, that's some tough stuff.
1: I might There was one part that made me want to vomit. But I um yeah, am thankful that I read it. So it comes highly recommended for me. Um that is one of the more um Effective, productive, good things that I did this weekend. Um, you know, some other things that were a little bit of some empty time wasters. I have found that I have been way too interested in Coachella. I'm kind of disgusted, but that, um, <laughs> that even came out of my mouth but I think at the at the heart of like why I keep like looking up like trying to find out what's happening at Coachella when I don't even know any of the people like I don't listen to any of the music that is mm. been playing I'm like I know who Billie Eilish is I know who Ariana Grande <laughs> is of course um but do I listen to the music not really but I like have these little like little YouTube sisters this is so l- gross millennial but, like, these, like, high school girls who I just, like, like, oh, you know, you have so much potential. You're so good. Uh, I don't think Co- Coachella, like, will ruin you, but it could. Like, <laughs> how are you doing? There's, like, all these, like, Mormon YouTubers. How who like, are you doing? Are you going to be modest? I don't... I What's going to happen? So, I feel like I've been, like, trying to babysit my little YouTube girls um, at Coachella, which actually just deprives me of time. Uh, it does nothing to them. But, um... Yeah, that's been a weird part of my weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, pray for all the YouTubers at Coachella, everybody. All the people, <laughs> just all of the people. There's this great abundance that they mm-hmm. like feel they're getting out of Coachella. Mm-hmm. When the great abundance is in what's the, happening in the liturgies this week.
1: Paschal Feast of the Lamb. Oh,
0: Yeah sorry if i i'm not trying to be pompous i'm just like feeling feelings yeah
1: yeah i think that there's a pompous <laughs> way to feel those feelings and i don't necessarily think that that's what you're doing but yeah i mean pope benedict talks about this in his letter too of godlessness in culture and what its mm-hmm. actual effects are wow.
0: um Intense. yeah
1: so i don't want to i don't want to spoiler alert that because I listener and christina i want you to read it um okay yeah, but, I'm looking forward to reading it. Yeah. I heard
0: about it on Friday, and wow.
1: And also the new, I don't know if it's an encyclical or an apostolic exhortation or necessarily like what the classification of the genre of <gasps> this new letter yes. is, but it's out yes. on, on youth. On youth. And, and I have not read it yet, but that is like a very soon impending thing because oh it's God. very important and very relevant, and I'm I'm curious to see what's said um, to continue to yeah, hear here. What is said about what is said
0: yeah, the youth thing I saw the youth thing what like last week two weeks ago, and I like lost my mind. I'm so excited to read it, and um yeah I've like I said last week I've got all these things that are due, but they're pretty much done, so I'm getting ready to read them and everyone submit
1: them. take a second to give Christina a round of applause
0: Christina a little I'm you're doing so. A little amazing. Dance. Now, I still have to write this, like, little two-pager on, like, something I'm going to do as a teacher. (laughs) 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 Hopefully it's more specific in your actual write-up. A few one to two-pagers for the certificate of the Catechist for the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. I want Uh, a certificate. Well, you know, (laughs) let me not cause scandal right now, but you really don't have to do much to get one. yeah but
1: i want one okay sorry
0: Uh, (laughs) but i want one (laughs) one of my close friends and
1: teammates um one of her nephews has i love like little child speech patterns are so funny but when he wants something he says i want it and then the subject so it's like i want it iphone i want it cookies i want it so i just like had to catch myself from saying that yeah. I want it certificate. certificate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Um. Yeah. So almost done here, but the big hard things are done. So now I can do some reading on the things that matter. I mean, I do my like reading in the morning, but not on that stuff. So uh, speaking of the mornings I have this morning, I woke up many times and I kept on looking at my clock thinking I had overswept, but I had it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, i was waking up like every 20 minutes no. having had a dream i love that, that <laughs> honestly weird? i do i actually like that i'm weird but you what were your dreams about i one of them my dream was that my principal was telling me that i needed to or it wasn't like she wasn't telling me in the dream like i knew that i had to write my lesson plan sentence by sentence of like what i was gonna say which some people have to do it baffles me um that sounds exhausting Yeah. I mean, and it's important to, like, craft your questions and, like, not just be like, ah, so, like, what do you think about the thing? Um, Me and Bible study. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, me at school sometimes. Um, But, yeah, this is my dream that I had to... I had to go into my lesson plans and put, first, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to say this, um, which was really overwhelming. And then, and I think it's because of the assignments that I was just finishing. <laughs> and then I had a dream that the Catholic Stuff You Should Know guys called me on the phone. Like, I think in response to a question I sent really? them. Really? I, I, yeah. I mean, I hadn't sent them a question or anything, um, like in real life. What, who was it? Was it Father dream, Nathan. Uh, no, I think it was Father, oh gosh, I can never remember who's who. It's the one, Um, Mc, am I, I think it's Mc, McLaughlin. Yeah, McLaugh- Father Michael, McLaugh- O'Loughlin. O'Loughlin. Yeah. I think it was him. Um, unless it was Nepple. Yeah. So, no, is Nepple the really nice sounding one, like the fa- the like the unfatherly sounding one?
1: Honestly, I'm not sure. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> who's the other one?
1: Father Nathan, his parish is I know 15 Father minutes Nathan. away from my house, and so yeah. I go and- Go to his daily mass and see his mullet um, when I'm home.
2: Wow, wow!
1: And uh, Father Michael, I've not met in person, but I know two of his siblings. They're friends. They went to CSU. So, those that sounds I'm like ooh name dropper. No, I don't know him though.
0: Nathan, John, Michael. Who's the other one? I don't know. Okay, well, fathers. I don't know either. fathers. Other father. John. Michael. Um, Yeah. So they were in my dream talking to me on the phone, and I can't remember. What was being said to me? And I woke up and I was like, oh, God must have been talking to me in the, on my dream. Uh, <laughs> because in my dream, I remember it was good theological stuff they were saying. And I was like, wow, thanks. Man. And then I woke up and I couldn't remember the content. So one message lost.
1: Oh, Father Just Mike to, Rapp. Oh. I think I actually know um,
0: oh. his
1: sister, too. I met her once. She went to see too. You That's know, so weird. That's weird to me. It might have been
0: Rapp who was talking to me. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. And then the last dream that I had was my mother was (laughs) playing cards with people and like taking a Facebook live video (laughs) um where she was like giving people advice in this twenty minute Facebook live video while she was playing cards with somebody. Love
1: that. Love that for her.
0: Yep. Shout out to Gloria. Shout out Gloria. (laughs) Good job, Mom. Oh, and that was, I think that was because I saw her commenting on someone's Facebook live, th- like, like somebody was going live on Facebook to show like their family, their baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> which like, I, I uh, like it was, <laughs> it was like, I, honestly, I can see how like, that would be a great thing for relatives. Yeah. They never get to see the baby mm-hmm. and then they get to like, kind of l- l- like, live live stream yeah you can't
1: like facetime all that many people all together so right
0: so but then i saw my mother like commenting on it and she's like this isn't person isn't related to us and she's like oh hello sweet boy yeah no
1: moms are i think the most supportive people on facebook they're so supportive of other moms like i get an update about the children of one of my summer babysitters when i was a child Um, who we didn't talk to, and then all of a sudden she and my mom are Facebook friends, and, like, my mom is clued in, and she cares. It's, like, real. She's, like, just cares and prays for these little babies. So it's nice. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, moms. Beautiful. Oh, so Wow. Yeah, right now where we're situated, um, we're both going to evening mass. So we're pre-mass recording, Mm -hmm. and... So it's, yeah, it's like Holy Week is beginning, but yeah, I haven't had the, the liturgical beginning, but I loved in yesterday's gospel for a Saturday mass, like all of the people are in the temple getting ready for Passover and they're like, is Jesus going to show? Basically is right. like how it felt like it finished the gospel. Right. And it's like, yeah, he is going to show. Like uh-huh. he's going to show up. He's going to ride a donkey. We're going to sing Hosanna. Yes. And then in the span of a week, things are going to unravel in, Mm -hmm. yeah, just a mysterious and intense way. And I want to, I want to get into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the plan for today is to kind of like work through what happens in, in Christ's passion from entering Jerusalem to the end of it all. And like, and to go into where, what are the disciples doing during this time? Mm -hmm. And what do we learn from that? Where are we in that? Where's God in that? And yeah. Shall we? Let, it's
1: so big, but I like, I'm so excited. I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm always excited okay. to record these, but
0: this is like an extra, yeah. Extra exc- Cause, exciting. Because right now it's like you and me get to be stud. Oh, it's been a while. A uh-huh. minute. Um. Okay. So first thought coming from listening to the Linky Guys podcast, um, on sunday readings they were talking about how the promise the prophecies made about the messiah say that he will come from the mount of olives into jerusalem mm. and i believe that our gospel palm sunday gospel starts with jesus coming down from the mountain of, of olives mm-hmm those who are aware of the prophecy in Jerusalem might be noticing this and saying like, well, he has been saying that he's the Messiah. Now Mm -hmm. he's like really doing it. And it's the Passover. Like it is go time, whether Mm -hmm. that's that they are the disciples, like, okay, it's go time. That really is him. Or if they are anti and they're like, it's go time. That is not him. We need to do the thing we've been saying we're going to do, which is to condemn and kill him. Yeah. Thoughts.
1: I just, I mean, I don't know how helpful it is, but I always am, like, drawn to this question of, like, what would I do if this was happening right now, you know? And I think it's important to acknowledge that it's not, you know? It's, like, Mm -hmm. actually the time in which this occurred, which was real time. This wasn't just, like, you know, Harry Potter 7 when all of a sudden it's now time for the Battle of Hogwarts. Like, this isn't, like, a made-up thing. This actually happened, was historically in the fullness of time. This was the appointed moment politically, religiously, just, like, in the unraveling of human history post-creation that, like, God chose to become incarnate and chose to fulfill these prophecies to die, to, like, defeat sin and death, um, to bring about salvation. Like, he chose that moment for a specific reason. And so it's he chose that moment and didn't choose this moment is basically what I'm trying to say. He's still present yeah. in this moment, but, like... As far as if, like, where would it be if it happened right now? Those questions are enticing to me, but I don't really think that they get anywhere, you know? It's like, I don't want to be, like, a biblical scholar here because I'm not, you know? But I I do think that there are passages of scripture and, and then, like, witnesses of the lives of the saints that are especially relevant to here and now and and. Palm Sunday and Holy Week and like the Paschal mystery is always relevant to all of time. It's relevant to everything that happened before. It's relevant to everything that's happened after. Um, But yeah, so just the fact that there is this anticipation, there's this understanding. You don't have to like think too hard to see that like there is an abnormal reaction to Jesus coming to Jerusalem. Abnormal in the sense that this isn't what is given to everyone. I don't think it's just like a, a custom for every person who comes to Jerusalem for the Passover to ride in on a donkey and to like have people laying palms at their feet. This is, yeah, a, and this it is a special is- thing. Um, and yeah, you kind of touched on the motivation or the, what was like inspired within people was increased faith and desire for what they thought. I think pretty much everybody, mm, no, I think the majority of people thought that this was going to be entirely political. Um, exactly right that there was going to be a political overthrow here that's what they were expecting that's what they were anticipating um but then the scribes and the pharisees are like
0: moved forward propelled forward in their um frustration and desire to kill jesus exactly and in fact they know there's been the prophecy that jesus this person is Mm -hmm. going to bring about the what do they say like the gathering back of the people of israel is that Mm -hmm. the wording um not Can sure exactly what you're
1: referencing, but okay, let me go sounds grab. Sounds pretty good.
0: Right over there. One second. Dang, I know I read it like ah, okay. Um, this is from yeah, got yesterday's gospel, John eleven, when Caiaphas is saying that since he was the high priest for that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation, not only for the only nation, but also to gather into one the, dis- the dispersed children of God. So so from that day Mm -hmm. on, they plan to kill him. So that's in John chapter 11. Mm -hmm. And so Caiaphas, I think, is thinking like, okay, once this guy is dead, we'll be able to like that. I don't I guess they didn't use the word heresy, but that like falsehood, the lies that he's telling are going to be gone. All of his disciples are going to stop doing all that crap that they're doing Mm -hmm. while they're following this false messiah and we're all going to be able to get back to work and bring everybody back together so that's Caiaphas thinking mm. yeah so they all are exactly like you said they're all being like kind of propelled forward
1: mm-hmm. well and I think something that can then be helpful is recognizing the the different groups that are at play here and trying to identify like where my priorities align with each of those groups um that's not always a great thing right I'm not they're Some of these groups aren't well aligned, but like, where do I see these groups in my like interior interplay? Like there's, there's the disciples, the people that are following Jesus who actually know him, like the apostles and the disciples who have like seen him raised from the dead, have like heard him talk about his death. People that were there for the Sermon on the Mount, like, are they there in Jerusalem? They're like, no, we like this guy. We love this guy. Like this guy is who he says he is. And they're, they're excited, you know? But they're very attached to what they think the outcome should be. Yes. Where am I like that in my life? You know, I'm really amped up for something, but like I'm really amped up for my plan to come out and I might become very angry if it starts to change. Yeah, the scribes and the Pharisees, the high priest who see Jesus and what he says and who who he is being a threat to their their position of power? Mm -hmm. Are there areas of my life that like, I want to have the most power and like who God is and what he's asking of me become a threat. Um, Where am I being the high priest, the apostles who are entering into the Passover feast? He's going to like have this Passover feast with them. And I mean, hoop D, like Peter, James and John who have just days before seen him transfigured. Right. I am mean, like day before, like, I don't know exactly the precise timeline, but they have seen something absolutely incredibly life-changing. It's just so intense. But then it's like, then there are characters like Judas. And <laughs> like when we first introduced our, our desire to talk about this, it was like, yeah, Judas, what's his deal? Yeah. He came in with Jesus on Sunday and betrayed him on Wednesday. And I can't lie that <laughs> watching a lot of jesus christ superstar and listening to jesus christ superstar a lot as a teenager oh, Do, i mean i've seen like the ways that like i don't think jesus christ superstar actually like presents many biblical truths whatsoever but <laughs> just the fact that like they were friends um is something that okay. i think we have to ponder like yes. judas and jesus were friends
0: and i want to talk yes. about that yes yeah the whole judas thing exactly yeah so I mean, we wonder what happens between that time when he's best friends with Jesus to when he decides to go to the high priests and ask for their price you know mm-hmm. Where is it that he betrays jesus in a couple of places um like where is it that he that that he goes to the high priests I just, okay. it's matthew twenty six huh yeah
1: 26. yeah, and it's in the other. Once too, but we can we can go with Matt.
0: Yeah, there are. I think is it Luke 22 as well.
1: I was just looking at reference Wikipedia, and then I didn't have it up. Um, Matthew 26, yeah. Luke 22. Yeah. Mark doesn't talk about it. No. And John doesn't talk about it until he's like mm-hmm. the devil enters into him,
0: and then all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So he goes and he asks them what they'll give him. Mm-hmm. They say what? Twelve, thirty pieces of silver? Thirty. Thirty pieces of silver. I'm not a biblical scholar. I don't know what that worth is. Do you remember any talks that taught you that?
1: No. It's a lot. But it's not a lot. It's gross. It's a mess. No, I don't know anything. Um Yeah. Um So Judas um is so freaking weird, honestly. It's just like such weird situation but i found that like if i distance myself and don't look for anything that judas and i have in common um i'm lying about who Mm -hmm. i am
0: yeah Um, there's honestly so much commonality i see these days yeah
1: it's so easy to like want nothing to do with him because he's a sinner and a betrayer and like the bad guy in a big way you know and like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and in history like his name has become synonymous with betrayal and betrayers Mm -hmm. like this guy really lived and he like really really screwed up you know and so Mm -hmm. the desire to like cancel judas in my life you know like people get canceled for like associating themselves or seeing like any sort of commonality with anyone who's a cultural villain so, my mm-hmm. desire to, like, distance myself from Judas Iscariot whatsoever and not even, like, pay attention to him feels just. Um mm-hmm. But, actually, several years ago, my spiritual director, it was, like, in my first year of being directed by her. I was talking about, she's like, I've spent a lot of time trying to get to know Judas. I was like, is this lady freaking crazy? Again, like, in the first year of being directed by her. So, that's, like... Legitimate question. That I think sometimes we need to ask, like, "Oh, are you are you good? Are you is that?" No, actually, it was a very wise of her, um, to really look at what he did and what all of the apostles. If I desire a Christ centered life, if I want to follow Jesus in a disciplined way as the center of my life, I need to look at what his followers did during yeah, during Holy Week to learn how not to follow him well and and see the ways that I'm feeling. Um, So, yeah, taking a quick fly-through of, like, we could do this for all of them, but, um, yeah, feeling that kind of, like, interest at, like, looking at Judas, weirdly enough. Um, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah, he's been following Jesus. He was called as one of the apostles. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been in the in crowd, and we learn from sacred scripture that he was in charge of the money. I think that right now, just like kind of noting these things at face value and then diving in, he's in charge of the money. He also then, something that happens in between Jesus's entrance into Jerusalem and the Passover meal in a couple of the different gospels is this anointing at Bethany um, where Jesus Judas makes a complaint
2: mm-hmm.
1: that that what Mary or whoever this woman is Um, is doing is wasteful. And John accuses him of doing this because he was like greedy and wanted to steal the money. But in his heart, there's this distrust of Jesus and the things that he allows and what his motives are. And then he goes to the high priests and yeah, enters into this plot to be a part of their plot to kill Jesus. He says that he'll be, yeah, that betrayer. And then he goes to the Passover meal, and he shares the Passover meal, and Jesus washes his feet um, with Mm -hmm. the other 11, and at the end of the meal, he leaves the table. Mm -hmm. And then everyone goes to the garden, Jesus prays, suffers the agony in the garden, and then Judas comes with those who have come to arrest Jesus and betrays him with a kiss. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then tries to give the money back, and then hangs himself
0: i think it's so wise that your spiritual director had you or yeah talked about the importance of getting to know him because there's a very important shift that happens with judas in particular and i think that we are very naive to think that we're not capable of it Mm -hmm. um and to think that we don't do it Mm -hmm. just because his like his mortal sin was a really mortal sin doesn't mean that betraying Christ isn't something that we all do Mm -hmm. um, every day. And so I think that you made a really um, important observation that there's this mistrust of Jesus. And somehow, we don't know the specifics, but I like to kind of imagine what it is to be Judas, having that mistrust. And I imagine, I expect, but maybe it wasn't. Okay, this is what I'm thinking. Perhaps he came to such a point where he was like, you know, we're all fighting for nothing at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. He's not God. Mm -hmm. So why don't I just make a profit off of this? I know what they want. So it's fine. Like at the end of the day, he's just a guy. And I think he might be saying the wrong things anyways. I don't Mm -hmm. want a false messiah. Like, let's make a profit off of this false guy. I mean, it's also possible that he is fully aware and... He's fully aware that he is God, but his greed is that much greater. Mm-hmm. Both of those, I think, are applicable mm-hmm. to experiences that we have where I'm fully aware of the existence of God and his desires for me and I just make the choice mm-hmm. for my own personal greed instead. Or I get so far in my doubt that I say, I know that he's not God anyways, so why am I going to sit here and worry so much about following his mm-hmm. laws and making him happy? What do you think about that?
1: Oh Yeah, no, it's like that cliche that's still true like we have to learn from history so it doesn't repeat itself like we have to learn from Judas so we don't repeat his mistakes um but that yeah it could could have been either but in my life it's both um right and it's so easy to excuse myself because I can argue that like the degree is less and yeah I like don't want to actually just accept a view of myself that's like oh I just will like always be really sinful you know like no like i plan to be perfected by grace you know like i have Ah. i have to
0: yeah Um, because i near my 24th birthday (laughs) (laughs) Um, but
1: these things that like distrust of god distrust of like when he does something different than i would have done or what i thought he was going Mm. to do thinking like that he's he's no longer relevant he's no longer worthy of my trust um is something that i have done i have like fallen i've been tempted to despair because like god's plans looked different than what i thought that they were going to be i mean when i don't get a job that i thought that i deserved or i don't get an opportunity that I thought that I deserved or oh. I don't get a relationship that I thought that I deserved mm. when I really was very attached to what I thought God was doing in my life and something else happens.
2: Mm.
1: I am so quick to question like God's goodness, his truth, his authority, his His sovereignty. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, I pretend like I don't, mm. but, um, what Judas, we don't see him doing what we never heard of him doing is sitting down with jesus and saying look i'm really confused right look i'm really really jammed up about what you're doing right now yeah he takes it upon himself he takes it elsewhere and i see like times in in my testimony where like i had questions about who jesus was who his church was like where his goodness rested and instead of going to a priest i went to myself right you know and and i went away i distanced myself from god i looked to a worldly authority to make sense of my confusion
0: because the mistrust is so great that because this is i'm saying this as i relate to that where Mm -hmm. it's like yeah but i know what the priest is going to say and i've decided that i don't agree with Mm -hmm. it right right so like i actually do know better Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm sorry go on
1: no it's a mess it's a mess and it's it's interesting and i i don't have like the authority or or the formation to speak too far into this but something that has really struck me is um the ways that the evangelists who were also apostles speak about judas mm-hmm. has has a different tone um oh, wow. specifically john he mm-hmm. like makes these asides about judas um that have always surprised me and struck me like yeah, like it makes sense that Saint John would have like a beef with Judas, but he's he's not shy about it. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, accuses him of of being greedy. And it just it makes me wonder, you know? And and the resistance then, knowing what he had done, allowing Jesus to wash his feet. Like yeah. what would have that been like?
0: Yes. But here's the thing, and this is where I start to really I mean relate in the other part too but here where it starts to be this questioning this regret in one of the gospels in that conversation where jesus acknowledges the presence of um a betrayer at the Mm -hmm. table judas says surely it's not i lord Mm -hmm. right and i i mean there is like an interpretation where he's just a great deceiver and he's Mm like i'm gonna say this even though everybody knows it's me Mm -hmm. but i don't really think i just don't connect with that i don't really think that's what it is i think it's more of like a he like we have you not done that like i have done this Mm -hmm. where i have directly disobeyed the law of the lord and then gone and said to him surely i haven't betrayed you Mm -hmm. you
1: understand
2: understand why i did that yeah exactly
0: you understand you understand god i'm i'm doing my best Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that it's really and I'm doing my best, but Judas is clearly going into this sort of grappling thing. We see mm-hmm. that when he says, surely it's not I. We see that when um, he betrays him with a kiss mm-hmm. and we see it when he regrets it at the mm-hmm. end. Like it is so relatable. And what, what do we mm-hmm. learn from it? Um, I mean, again, honesty with the Lord. Yeah. Because what does he say in response? Like mm-hmm. he says, you have said so. Which is Mm -hmm. so striking because that's what he says when all of the soldiers and the high priest and everybody are saying, you know, are you the son of God? He says, you have said so. Mm -hmm. And so when Judas says, it's not I, Jesus gives him a chance. Mm -hmm. And he does this again throughout. Mm -hmm. Are you betraying the son of man with a kiss? You know, he gives that like he asks the questions. He doesn't say you are a betrayer. Get out of my house. (laughs) He says, Mm -hmm. you have said so. So if you're not going to betray me, don't betray me. But here's the thing you already have.
1: Well, and I mean, yeah, I'm not going to. I Please don't take anything that I'm saying as like, because this is the way that it impacts me personally in prayer. Like this is definitively what these scriptures mean. I don't have source text. I don't know Greek. I like in like, dreams. It it's okay actually like we should interact with scripture um yes. we just need to know that like just because i've i've prayed about this doesn't mean that it's definitively true but if it draws me into truth it, it's good okay so it that's well um that's the little caveat but um yeah that like our conscience isn't this just like relativistic notion that like the, the faithful have a responsibility to form their conscience well that's in the catechism um that like jesus in these interactions like you pointed out you know when it's what you have said like you say so with judas with his his accusers with pontius pilate could he be like inviting them to listen to their conscience which like he is in right
2: yeah um
1: wow that like yeah like if we believe that we're created for relationship we also have to believe that like we we know that and it, it needs to be explained to us, but, like, the, the human person has a capacity for God is fundamental to our worldview. Wow. And so Jesus is saying, like, no, you know who I am. Are you going to choose rightly or wrongly? You know, that, yeah. like, invitation to, to be convicted informed in your conscience um, as, as something that he does in our life when, you know, we sit in prayer and we want God to just tell us what to do. Uh, He wants to. He wants to convict us, like, in in our conscience. And there are plenty of times, like you mentioned, like, that I've known that I was wrong and I've still tried to justify myself or tried to, like, go before the Lord and say, like, no, it's really not that big of a deal. That's not what I meant. Actually, like, yeah, I had this, like, (laughs) experience in prayer last weekend where I was like, I'm not trying to be prideful here. And, like, the Lord, not in, like, words was just like in a sense was like pushing in like if you're being prideful just admit it exactly you know yes so honesty with the lord here mm-hmm. is is something really really lacking mm-hmm. from judas and and
2: mm-hmm.
1: the contrast with peter who also betrayed jesus yeah i'm um, into
0: that
1: yeah yeah during during the passion he mm-hmm. he betrayed jesus that's what he did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and like did stupid stuff before that too. Mm-hmm. Um, we see in him a witness of someone who makes mistakes, and, but is honest about his mistakes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped to talk about Peter too. Cause he, like I, gosh, reading through today's gospel this morning, like something about Peter just wrecked me. And I'm going to share it with you later in the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry. But yes, like that, that difference between betraying when you're being honest with the Lord and when you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, then what happens? So for Judas, I mean, again, we see this, like we see the consequence of sin um, because Judas does this thing and he regrets it later, but he regrets it after it's been done. Cause if he had stopped right there and said like, surely it's not I. And Jesus says, you have said so. He has accepted the money from the high priests at mm-hmm. this point, but he has not turn- handed over Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the deed has, been, has begun, but it hasn't actually been done. Um, so there's an opportunity for change here. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't actually go and regret it until the deed has been done. So what happens, somehow he leaves the table, he leaves the group. They all go off to pray. Rather, Jesus goes off to pray, and all the disciples fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a point I want to talk about again when we go to Peter. But that betrayal with a kiss. Surely you're not betraying the Son of Man with a kiss. I don't know if that's exactly what he says. But when I sinfully fail at my mission Mm -hmm. as an evangelist. Not when I just like try my best and I don't do a great job. Mm -hmm. When I reject God and then therefore cause scandal or cause somebody to... Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, let me be. Let me be more specific. Like I get too mean out of a place of like um of sin, mm-hmm. and it's like these are people who I disciple. You know, mm-hmm. this is betraying the Son of Man with a kiss. Like, what mm-hmm. is my role? How am I serving the Lord? And mm-hmm. then how do I betray Him when I sin in that role? I don't think I'm being very clear. You talk about I don't think betraying that you not
1: being unclear. It's like the yeah, I honestly like have not pondered the significance of like this this kiss of friendship also being the like indication of betrayal. Um, exactly, but yes, yeah, except the one who I kissed is the one. Whoa. Well, and it's it's just it's super intense. <laughs> I want I I think that like we we will not know you know what had happened, but if we know who the Lord is, we can anticipate that like if Judas had just waited it out not like it would have been horrible it would have been agonizing it would have been awful and gut-wrenching like just the worst the crucifixion is the worst you know but if it judas had just like been anywhere in jerusalem at the resurrection like jesus would have found him and forgiven him like he gave up you know and it hurts it hurts and we cannot do that but i also i want to like talk at some of these like shallow associations or things that, um, growing up in the faith, I was just kind of like exp- explained away. For example, like, um, Judas really messed up, but almost like hyper focusing on Judas and not looking at Jesus and not like looking at his reaction to the betrayal. Because there are times where like he is silent because he was like the lamb who was silent before the slaughter. Right. But I take that as this like flippancy of like, he didn't really care and it didn't really hurt him, which is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know it's yeah. wrong, no, no, no. but something that I read recently in leading a Bible study about the sorrowful mysteries was in the first mystery, the agony in the garden um the source of his agony is not just the the intense sorrow about what is to come, and yeah, you know, it's contentious whether whether or not it, there was fear or not, but just like the the intensity. Of the anticipation of what was going to happen was definitely a part but i thought it was so fascinating that um that jesus says um in in the gospel of matthew my soul is very sorrowful even to death remain here and watch with me mm-hmm. and in a book by dr ted Suri about the rosary mm-hmm. he connects this this yeah these words of christ i am sorrowful unto death as actually like a, a scriptural allusion like Jesus is quoting scripture here um and in Sirach 37 verse 2 is it not a grief to the death when a companion and friend turns into enmity
0: can you say that again
1: is it not a grief to the death when a companion and friend turns to em- enmity I hate oh.
0: that word it's so hard to say
1: uh wow. it's hard to say that word yeah the-
0: so he uh- grieved He's grieving wow. that
1: Jesus, Judas betrayed him. And I know that, like, yeah. when a friend hurts me, like, out of, like, self-defense, out of, like, a defense mechanism, I push them away and say, like, I never cared about so-and-so. Oh. Or, like, in the way that, like, John speaks of Judas. Like, he was always a betrayer. He was always really greedy. You know? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not saying that, like, St. John was doing that. That's just, yeah, something that I read into that tone. Um, Because that's what I do. I, like, project, right? Um that when I know somebody is going to betray me, I pretend like I didn't care about them. Right. And Jesus in his perfect love knows that he is being betrayed, knows who his betrayer is, and doesn't just like pretend like it doesn't affect him. He mm-hmm. is sorrowful unto death yes. that his friend betrayed him. It hurt him. Mm. Uh, but it didn't stop him. Wow. You know, like, wow. I'm really sad that this happened. And so I want to give up. Jesus didn't give up. Judas did give up,
0: Right yes oh my goodness that is a lot and then yeah i mean he remains well yeah i mean just that gives so much insight into his sorrow throughout the passion um because that agony is before judas even comes Mm -hmm. and kisses him and i don't know there's just something for me about that action that is just so intentional and it's like the betrayal is so deep and overt While Mm -hmm. at the same time, like, trying to be hidden. It's it's crazy because it feels like Judas has this almost delusional Mm -hmm. desire to... I'm just spitballing here. This could be totally Mm -hmm. off base. To maintain some kind of positive relationship with Jesus. He's, like, talking
1: out of both sides of his mouth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because he he does the... Surely it's not I. And then he kisses him. Mm -hmm. And both of those to me I don't know I guess for me they just always stick with me because it's this sense of like yeah Jesus I know I'm betraying you I know I'm betraying you but gosh like I yeah I'm drawn to you mm. but like I'm I I am sending you away I mm. am sending you to your death and like if I understand my theology properly our sin contributes to Christ's pain on the cross mm. yeah Um. and so w- when I Betray jesus with my sin and that accumulates with his weight on the cross again like to distance myself from judas's experience here when i sin and say surely it's okay i still give you this kiss Mm -hmm. i still receive the eucharist Mm -hmm. i still love you i still want your friendship Mm -hmm. the betrayal has happened and it leads him to sorrow even unto death Mm -hmm. oh my gosh It's (laughs) it's, and, <laughs> it's intense. And then after that, after that, after he betrays him with the kiss, this physical action, mm-hmm. that is when he starts to lose it. He starts to unravel and he knows. I'm looking at it right now. Oh gosh, I've dropped everything. He deeply regretted what he'd done. He goes and returns the 30 pieces and he says, I have sinned in betraying innocent blood. And all he does is he flings the money into the temple. He departs and he hangs himself. hmm and it's just that utter despair. Mm-hmm. And it's, his lack of trust is still there. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing. He said betraying innocent blood. He didn't say in betraying the Son of God, mm-hmm. which is what the centurion notices. The centu- mm-hmm. Oh, my, I'm ba- my heart is exploding. The centurion later on notices that he just participated in the murder of the Son of God. And he proclaims his faith in him. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happens to him after. Mm-hmm. But he proclaims his faith in him. Judas proclaims that he's innocent and then he regrets it because he's innocent and then he still doesn't trust in who jesus says Mm -hmm. he is Mm -hmm. in his forgiveness that there is nothing that can keep him away he doesn't think about the prodigal son or all these things that jesus taught him and showed him Mm -hmm. about his love and about his forgiveness and his mercy yep he has no faith so he has total despair and the only answer is death for him because Mm -hmm. he is in such despair
1: yeah oh my god oh it's so intense uh something I, I would I wanna address a question that I've had, a question that I see grappled with again with um my my Jesus Christ Superstar phase. Um I I think if you're familiar with Jesus Christ Superstar, the nineteen seventies era rock opera by Andrew Lloyd Webber, um about the passion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh which I, I think is not true but like pursuing truth in just a very poorly formed way um it kind of poses this question of like um was judas god's puppet his instrument um to begin like to enact something that had been foretold to have happened Mm. so the crucifixion was prophesied about for hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years before it happened and it's there's this question that come has come to my heart that I like I see in other hearts of like is it really fair to like demonize Judas um to like make him the bad guy when really like he was just setting the pieces in motion for something that like God already knew was gonna happen um and I think that there are questions that even religions that um, see the fall in a very different light that like in order for the incarnation to need to happen, the fall had to happen. And that somehow then like sin isn't sin because like it caused God's plan to happen, which is not true. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it's like easy to kind of nurse that. Right. Of um, yeah. This mystery that we see, like the, the paradox of the cross that we see, I see in my life. People see in their life um even if it's totally removed from a religious point of view that from like every cloud has a silver lining that like good things can come from bad things is is the cross and the resurrection but if we let that distort our view of what sin is or that sin if it leads to like if death leads to resurrection then the death wasn't bad um
2: Mm.
1: it's something i've really been praying on um and, yeah, like, this, like, kind of question that can make me uneasy in, in my trust of God is that does, like, God cause woundedness so he can save us from our wounds? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What do you think? Yeah. Well, yeah, so the response to that is, of course, maybe not of course, but what I always maintain is he allows it. Oh, my gosh. Amelia. Shout out Amelia. One of our house sent me this 22 minute song/meditation by Franciscan Friars of the renewal oh, um, maybe. um it's in my le- uh, my uh, Holy Week playlist that I'm going to share. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to
1: put that on the the Insta story.
0: That's right. Um so but it talks it has a John of the Cross quote in it that and I've been listening to this on repeat okay like it's a little bit excessive
1: and so after um, we're done recording this i'm going to start listening to it on exactly
0: BP. oh Great. my gosh it is unri- it's so good. Like, what's it called get off topic it's called rising okay i don't know if it's a i don't know if it's a cover that they're doing i've never heard it before so i don't know if it's a cover or if it's original anyhow so in the middle of it they have meditations that were that they lead um and there's i believe a john of the cross quote or it's just this guy talking i don't remember but that like the suffering um, he allows the suffering, he allows the brokenness um, so that he can show us his love and like we know this um, but there's something about the way that they convey it um, so they talk John of the Cross has this image of a river called suffering and a boat mm. called love and on the other side of the river is heaven now that of course is within the world view of the fall but um where there is brokenness and suffering and how do we get through it, but love of God and what is our goal, but heaven. But this, I mean, I think this is so important and it's easily oversimplified, but it's also very simple that our suffering, our brokenness, like are these particular opportunities for God to show us his love because we desire to trust ourselves so much. Mm -hmm. God does not cause them, but he allows them. Now Mm -hmm. we know this. I think going all the way back to the beginning with the fall Mm -hmm. like why have why allow that it all fits with the same narrative because it allows him to show us his love now he was already showing his love before that Mm -hmm. but he was showing it because there was choice Mm -hmm. his love was there because there was choice to be with him or to be against him Mm -hmm. when they chose be against him now he has to use suffering to bring us closer to him he did not have to do that before that happened. Mm-hmm. But as soon as a human being makes a choice against him, he has to. I don't know. I don't want to spend it well, sometimes
1: But <laughs> sometimes, like, the woundedness that, like, God, the, the death that God resurrects isn't something that, we, like, we chose, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But that, yeah, that, like, God oh, doesn't yeah. cause our woundedness, so then he can save us. It's not this, like, manipulative mm-hmm. game where God gets to be in charge. Um, mm-hmm. But... He has, for all time and eternity um seen that through our woundedness, he will save us, mm-hmm. and so, like Adam and Eve really did sin in the garden, um Judas really did sin in a garden um mm-hmm. and the yeah, the salvation was necessary, and God knew that it was going to come out of that poverty and betrayal but yeah, like Adam and Eve and Judas were not helping God fulfill his right. mission. No, God's exactly. God's mission entered all the way in to mm-hmm. their sinfulness.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there it is. Yeah,
1: and I think that we, we just have to see it that way in order yeah. to be aligned with the truth, to be able to make sense of the, the betrayals that happen in our life, um, the sufferings that happen in our life, um, that we can become maybe like initially comforted but ultimately confounded if we think that like god is causing these bad things to happen no to us in order no. to bring about good things um no but that like out of every bad thing whether it was our fault or someone else's fault or in our control or completely outside of our control that god like will bring about life and resurrection in any suffering um yes, yes. but it, he didn't
0: cause it right that's really important um Okay. As far, yeah. So as far as Judas is concerned, I feel like my major lessons there are like honesty Mm -hmm. with the Lord and trusting the Lord and hoping Mm -hmm. in who he is. I think we, you made a great point. Like what would have happened if he had stuck around? It would have been heart wrenching. It would have been the most painful Mm -hmm. thing. And yes, we see that he maybe didn't have the strength to be able to go through with it. Um, however, if, he was going through with it god would have ha- would have like it would have happened mm-hmm. and he would have received that forgiveness and that is an insane insane mm-hmm. oh and like what think about how okay so i, I don't think like the the would have are just kind of like prayerful things mm-hmm. like they're not um like oh yeah it should have been this way like mm-hmm. god's plan was his plan we're like, not plan but like what happened um is what god is using Mm -hmm. But gosh, like I just sometimes am brought to ponder what our rejection withholds from other people, Mm -hmm. because think about the story of redemption that would bring so many souls if they were able to see Judas being Mm -hmm. forgiven. Um, Now, obviously, like God doesn't need that story. Mm -hmm. It's not what happened. And if he did need that story, it would have happened. Well, even in
1: like knowledge of God, like the anticipation of like the fact that it would have happened. Right. Out of knowledge of God can like bring people to consolation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a really important thing to kind of note. Um, Well, you
1: mentioned that, um, yeah, that like our sin like was felt by Jesus during the crucifixion. It it Mm -hmm. is a source of pain. Um, Father Michael Gately in consoling the heart of Jesus um, points out that that by Trusting him, um trusting in his will, trusting in his mercy and and affirming that trust, um making acts of faith yes. um and trust, console jesus, yes um yeah, and as we're kind of wrapping up, like yeah, yes, honesty Wait, and trust, not wrapping we, up the episode, sorry
0: okay, about Judas, mm hmm yeah, sorry. I swear we're wrapping That's up. That's okay.
2: The sorry. I know, you're good.
1: Um, that also, um, that Jesus invites us to choose him. Um, you mentioned this in honesty, but he invites us to choose him and to like really be brave enough to listen to our conscience. Um,
0: mm, beautiful.
1: And not to like continue to numb that or forget it. To, to say like, yeah, to participate in the movements of the holy spirit and not resist them um is also something that's been very apparent to me in this conversation
0: and to invite yeah thank you to invite him to listen inviting us to listen to our whole consciences like the whole time and as painful as it gets and Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i don't think we have enough time to really well never mind um yeah like in that worst in the worst occasions of sin we are asked to enter into it in its entirety Mm -hmm. um in our consciences and to share it with him
1: and to Uh, repent you know right like stop wasting time explaining away the fact that you're sinful because you can't deal with it jesus knows that you're sinful like Mm -hmm. like be honest bear your heart and and repent
0: and turn away right Turn away from sin. Turn pain. away from sin.
1: <laughs> Turn back to God.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, um, spectacular. I'm so in thinking about Judas. Yeah, we brought up earlier thinking about Peter as well. And something that really struck me again from today's gospel, the Luke narrative. Jesus says to him, "This is always mis- like I've never. This never stuck with me until now, because mm-hmm. um, I never really noticed it. Somehow." <laughs> Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to sift all of you like wheat, but I have prayed that your own faith may not fail. And once you have turned back, you must strengthen your brothers.
1: Wait, and where the, was this?
0: This is in the... Uh, so I'm looking at my little... Da- my 2019 daily readings book that doesn't have verse numbers, but it's somewhere in between Luke 22, 14 and
1: 23:56. And And it's all written out like in these different... Parts. Yeah, 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 yeah hope D.
0: right? So okay, Say army, it again. Say it again. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to sift all of you like wheat, but I have prayed that your own faith may not fail. And once you
1: have turned back, you must strengthen back. your brothers.
0: And right after that, <laughs> Lord, I'm prepared to go to prison and die with you. I tell you, Peter, before the cock crows this day, you will deny me three times that you know me. So Peter is... Like, look at this. Jesus is saying to him, you're going to sin, buddy. It's going to be big. It's going to be bad. And this is what you need to do afterwards. Mm. Um, and I, this, I, I like, okay, when I was reading this this morning, I was in my room by myself. Um, we have thin walls and there are big gaps under our doors. And I read this line that I'm about to read and I started yelling, what? What? <laughs> okay. All right. So we have, again, I don't know which verses it is, but... When he is sitting around the fire, I imagine... I think that Luke uses the word... Anthrakia. I mean, I don't know. But it's this... Uh, what? Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I. You know my charcoal fire thing? <laughs> okay, I don't need to get into the whole charcoal fire thing. But the, he's sitting around this fire. Sorry. I, I'll talk about the charcoal fire later.
1: <laughs> Once it's Easter.
0: <laughs> Once it's Easter time, we'll get into anthrakia Anyways. um, So they are sitting there he denies he denies he denies and after the cock crows this line the lord turned and looked at peter mm. excuse me the lord did what so okay this means i guess that peter is sitting in this courtyard where um and i don't know how i didn't see this in the past I'm just it slipped right by me um he's sitting in the courtyard um i guess because what's happening during this time The men who held Jesus in custody were ridiculing and beating him. They blindfolded him and questioned him, saying, prophesy, who is it that struck you? And they reviled Mm -hmm. him and saying these other things against him. And I'm taking this in prayer, like I'm taking this assumption that Peter can see this.
2: Mm.
0: And he's watching it and he's denying him while he's watching it. Oh, my gosh, that wrecked me. Mm. Um, It's tragic. It's like the it is the the epitome of injustice. Mm hmm. It is so wrong, and it's what we see in (laughs) what B-16 was writing about Mm -hmm. in the sex abuse scandal. But we can get into that more later when we have more time. Um, And so what does he do? He goes out and weeps bitterly. Meanwhile, this is what's Mm -hmm. happening to Jesus. (sighs) And again, Peter's another one who can sometimes be, um, uh, what's it called, demonized Mm -hmm. as, like, um, yeah, stupid Peter, like, don't you see him? I thought you said this. Like, you're going back on your word. You're so untrustworthy. Mm. Come on. Every time, like, I literally, while I'm sitting there praying to God, professing my love to him, some thought about some other person comes into my head. Wow, I hate that about that person. They need to change. You know what I know it. We all know it. Mm. It is a rejection mm-hmm. of who God is. And that's just, sorry, I use that as an example of, mm. like, pervasive sin in my life. Mm. That I will deny him and pretend that I didn't. I'll watch his Mm -hmm. pain that I'm inflicting on him and pretend that it isn't my fault. Pretend Mm -hmm. that I couldn't do anything about it. And it is so meaningful to me to watch, to enter into Peter's experience of this. To know that Jesus is calling him and that Jesus sees him. Mm -hmm. And that he has told him, I need you to strengthen your brothers. After he knows that Peter's watching him do this, he looks at him while he's do it, while this is happening mm-hmm. to him, while he's denying him, and he says, Once you're done with all of that, you're gonna strengthen your brothers.
2: Here I am. Mm.
1: Dang. <sighs> I mean, it's I was struck by the fact that when when I'm feeling hurt, when I'm feeling rejected, I wanna look away. I wanna remove myself. And oh, that wow. the Lord looks The one that betrayed him. Uh, He doesn't forget his love is so great. Um, Yeah. And uh, we can, like, we have to be honest in this way. We have to, like, see our sinfulness rather than trying to, like, excuse it away. Because it's in that that, like, we will be healed. It's, like, in the truth that Jesus, like, enters in. Um, And that if we continue to deceive ourselves and allow ourselves to be deceived that like we aren't sinful. It wasn't our fault. Um, we didn't crucify him. Someone else did. Um, Mm -hmm. if we, if we decide that we're already perfect, we, we don't allow him to perfect us, but Mm -hmm. in admitting our smallness and, and repenting of our sin, not being discouraged, not running away, not like hanging ourselves in our sin. Um, but returning to the Lord, as sloppy as we may be as messed up as we may be mm-hmm. um and and allowing him to forgive us um that we get to do that and so often i'm still convinced not to and i don't want to do that you know like mm-hmm. yeah i might fall into the same sins as judas but i like also desire to resolve and i think that we all actually like can resolve and dis in desire to like give them money back on thursday you know yeah um i mean like that was in reference to Judas, like, um, to like turn back sooner, Mm -hmm. um, to, to trust and to believe that like Mm -hmm. he will take us back. And that's not presumption, you know, Mm -hmm. um, not to sin with the expectation of being forgiven. But once we realize that like we have, we did, um, Mm -hmm. to go back soon Mm -hmm. and to not fall into despair. Mm.
0: -hmm. Mm. Mm. Um, and to obey mm-hmm. in trust that that will strengthen us. Mm-hmm. Because um, in my Sadness of Christ book, Thomas More talks about in The Flight of the Disciples, when he's talking about the disciples running away after Jesus is um, arrested, he really connects it back to their falling asleep when Jesus told them, Pray that you will not, under um, different translations, undergo the test or enter into mm-hmm. temptation, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Pray for your souls right now and they fall asleep instead. And so they didn't pray. Mm-hmm. They had an opportunity to receive grace and they did not enter into that opportunity to receive grace. Um, and so Thomas More connected straight back saying like, you know, I don't know what would have happened, but like there was an opportunity for grace right before this happened mm-hmm. and they did not take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And then they all ran away what does that tell us you mm-hmm. know um so yeah for me there's that sense of like stay close obey respond um be in relationship and his power can be manifested
2: mm. yeah
1: wow wow this is this has been a place to chew on a lot <laughs> that's what this this to week is no <laughs> um but it's it's rich and it's here for us um and if anything you know like if our our ponderings and our prayer are like a, oh yeah no duh like that's okay um but Mm -hmm. just to like receive this time to dive deep Mm -hmm. not to just trust like our our or just dismiss i guess it's not to trust it it's to dismiss like our initial reactions to things to actually allow sacred scripture and and the events of the crucifixion to strike us and, and mm-hmm. cause us to ponder mm-hmm. who we are and who Jesus is. Um, God is in it and blessing it and um, meeting us and loving us, drawing us into love in this Holy Week. And it's it's just seven days, you know? Like mm-hmm. when you're listening to this, it's just three until Easter. Don't waste mm-hmm. the time pray for us that we're not wasting the time that all of the like things that we have to do don't become more important than than the thing Mm -hmm. that we have to do uh Mm. that we get to do um and that yeah yeah there's so much for us to receive and we get to receive it and that's a huge huge grace so
0: yay! oh my goodness very powerful stuff saint peter pray for us
1: yeah saint peter pray for us
0: mm. oh gosh it's so so powerful i know i'm
1: just like okay well my brain my heart this has been a place within <laughs>
0: uh-huh. yeah um we'll share a we're gonna be sharing a uh, uh
1: holy week play with holy week playlist we'll call it a triduum playlist because by the time you yeah. get it and you know about it
0: yeah um, yeah cool so a triduum playlist um and we're going to be, so that'll be on the old Insta and Twitter, et cetera, um, possibly in show notes as well. So on Instagram, you can find us at APW Podcast, on Twitter at APW Pod. Um, and you can email us, apwpodcast.gmail.com. Um, love to hear any, any insights you have um, about the passion. I mean, there's so much, every line in these narratives. I feel like God rocks people in a myriad of different ways and um so if you have any insights <laughs> share them yeah folks um thank you for listening uh praying for all of you during um this very very grace-filled holy time and,
1: and uh, can't wait to wish you a happy easter
0: yeah all right bye. Bye. Out,
1: bye pray for us